بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم اما بعد ونبي ذر رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال ثلاثه لا يكلمهم الله يوم القيامه ولا ينظر اليهم ولا يزكيهم ولهم عذاب اليم قال فقراها رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ثلاث مرار قال ابو ذر خابوا وخسروا من هم يا رسول الله قال المسبل والمنان والمنفق سلعته بالحلف الكاذب رواه مسلم وفي روايه له المسبل ازاره just to complete the discussion on the last hadith with rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in this instance as we mentioned the condition of pride is not mentioned rasulullah sallallahu said ma asfala min al-ka'bayn min al-izari fanfafin nar that section of your clothing which hangs beneath the ankle is from the fire of hell we have been discussing at length this issue with regards to the prohibition of the lengthening of one's clothing particularly the izar or the pants or the loin cloth for it to go beneath the ankle in certain ahadith the word khuyala is mentioned in other words the prohibition don't do this out of pride certain ahadith pride is not mentioned that is why the overriding inclination of ulama ikram is that to use this as an excuse that i am not doing it out of pride so it is okay that type of excuse will not stand in the shariat in fact there is one riwayat where rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ibn hajar rahimahullah a great commentator of hadith he mentions a sahabi who was reprimanded for this by rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in other words the clothing hanging beneath the ankle he said that allah taala has he said to nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam that my shins are withered in other words this is the reason why at times my clothing goes beneath my ankles because my legs or my shins are withered they very thin to this rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that allah has created everything most beautifully in other words do not find defect or fault in the creation of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or amr addressing that sahabi and then nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned to him that allah does not like a person who allows his clothes to hang below his ankles ibn hajar rahimahullah comments on this hadith that despite the fact that the sahabi amr was not doing it out of pride then too nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam prohibited him on the lowest level we must understand that in the time of rasulullah sallam particularly this practice of hanging one's clothing beneath the ankles was considered an act of pride and it was associated with the pre- people of pride and arrogance in shariat there is one principle 
مَنْ تَشَبَّهَ بِقَوْمٍ فَهُوَ مِنْهُمْ If you imitate someone, then Allah Ta'ala will raise you amongst them. So when something has become associated with pride and with arrogance, then even to imitate that practice and to say that I am free of pride, that also will be prohibited in Islam. Amongst the Arabs, this was the mindset at that time. That the lower the garments, the greater the person. The more you will drag your clothing, the more prominent or the more boastful or the more established an individual you are. This is why Islam frowned upon this practice. In fact, hurmat is mentioned. It is completely detestable in Shariat. Further, ulama ikram mentioned there are four reasons for prohibition of lengthening one's clothes unnecessarily. One, they say this is israf, extravagance. Secondly, women are commanded to cover themselves as much as possible. In the case of a woman, if her clothing is longer, it will be better because more of her body is covered. So when men start doing that, then what are you doing? You are adopting or you imitating women in your dressing. And the hadith is very, very clear. لَعَنَ اللَّهُ الْمُتَشَبِّهِينَ مِنَ الرِّجَالِ بِالنِّسَاءِ That Allah's lanat and curse will descend upon those men who imitate women. That is why even as we mentioned previously, in previous chapters when it comes to the color, when it comes to any aspect of your appearance, hairstyle, clothing, today unfortunately it's become difficult to distinguish who's the male, who's the female. Allah's lanat and curse descends upon such people. A male imitating a female in any way, this is something that is totally not allowed in shariat. Third reason for prohibition, ulama mentioned, is that particularly with the males, when your clothes is too long, it easily becomes impure, it attracts impurities. Argument may be given, but why is it that the same doesn't apply to women? Women are not encouraged to be out in public, out on the streets, etc. Their protection and their maqam and status is concealment and remaining within the home. Allah Ta'ala says, remain within the confines of your home. Unnecessarily do not go outside. Men on the other hand will be outside, they are more exposed. So by their clothing being lengthened, it will easily become impure. And as we mentioned previously, earlier, that this act of lengthening one's clothing has become associated with pride. Unfortunately, our mindset has become such. Today, Allah forgive us, many of us are, mashallah, what we call, naam ki musalman. In name we are Muslim. Or today, what has become the identifying characteristic? Somebody says, can't you see I got 786 in my cell phone number? So that is that means I am a Muslim. What is reality of Muslim? Reality of Muslim is to imbibe within ourselves the practices of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. When Alim gives an example, look at the extent of the warning of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Gives an example. He says, if you look at medical science, medical science is constantly changing. Sometimes they tell you the yellow of the egg is good for you. Then some other research takes place. This is an example. 
Then they say the yellow of the egg causes bad cholesterol, so stay away from it. Then a few years later, suddenly it is something very good for you. In other words, it is something that is changing all the time. Changing because it is based, a lot of it, on conjecture, on guesswork, on human intellect. And the human intellect is defective. But nevertheless, this is just an example. I've got nothing against the medical profession. The doctor who himself, his intelligence and his intellect is defective, uses a science which is constantly evolving and changing. Something that is changing cannot be 100% correct. In other words, it is prone to error, it is prone to guesswork, it is prone to conjecture. So the doctor whose intellect is defective uses a science which itself is defective and he tells millionaire, billionaire, prominent person in society, they listen, you've got sugar diabetes. And you must stay away from anything that is sweet or too rich or has too much calorie content in it. Or it has too much of carbohydrates. The person may be very prominent, may have hundreds, thousands of people working for him. He's sitting in the comfort or the luxury of his home. He is the master in his mind of his own destiny. There's no one there to stop him. The luscious sweet cake is brought in front of him. Based on what the doctor told him, and based on a science that is defective, this prohibition that by don't eat this cake, many instances, despite no one stopping him, or no one being there to dictate to him, he will stay away from that. And even if he has it, he'll have it in such a way that the sweetness of it won't be there. He'll be very careful. He'll be cautious. He'll be worried. Why? Because the doctor told me that this is not good for me. This has become our attitude or our mindset. Nothing wrong with that, adopting medical advice. But in the scale of our intellect, what do we attach more importance to? If you look at this hadith, I have read it just now. Abu Zar radiallahu ta'ala anhu is the narrator. Obviously a little bit of detail involved, time is limited, but we will start the, just basically the translation of the hadith. Now look at the extent to which Rasulullah sallallahu has cautioned or warned us. Doctor, medical science we take seriously. How much do we take to heart the warning of Rasulullah sallallahu Nabi sallallahu said, Abu Zar is the narrator. Just, this is just literal translation. Thalathatun. He said there are three categories of people. By three categories of people, we'll see from the latter part of the hadith is men, the three types of actions. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim said, if you will do one of two, three things, what will happen? La yukallimuhumullahu yawm al-qiyamah. Allah will not speak to you on the day of judgment. Allah is not speaking. Ulamaikara mentioned, Kalam ridan yasurruhum. In other words, Allah will not speak to you with mercy. Allah will not speak to you happily. Allah Ta'ala will not speak to you in any manner that will please you. What will happen? It will be kalamu ghadab wa sakhat. Allah will speak to you, but out of anger. Allah will, Allah's 
lanat and curses will descend upon you. You will be deprived of the speech of mercy. Not, in other words, that is the interpretation ulama give. If you do any of these three things, Rasulullah is warning us. لا يكلمهم الله يوم القيامة Allah will not speak to you on the day of judgment. ولا ينظر إليهم Allah will not look at you. This Allah's looking and not looking, we discussed this previously. Interpretation ulama give, again, you will be deprived of the gaze of mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَا يُزَكِّيهِمْ Allah will not purify you. لا ي... لا... Not purify you. Certain interpretations ulama ikram have given of this. In other words, لَا يُطَهِرُهُمْ مِنْ دَنَسِ ذُنُوبِهِمْ Allah will not purify him of the filth of his sins. Allah Ta'ala will not praise this person. And even more warring interpretation ulama ikram give of this وَلَا يُزَكِّيهِمْ Allah will not purify you. In other words, you will have to first go to Jahannam for your sins to be purified. Allah out of His mercy and forgiveness will not purify your sins. Fourth thing Rasulullah says, وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ And they will be involved in a, not just azab, punishment. The word is mentioned in the hadith, alim, alim, adabun alim. In other words, painful punishment, dreadful punishment. Under the interpretation of this ulama ikram, we mentioned adabun alim is what? They say one is pain, one is pain. When a person experiences pain that is inflicted outside, far worse than that is what we call internal pain. So the ulama ikram we mentioned, they say such an azab that will penetrate your heart. So coming back to this, Thalathatun, Rasulullah said there are three categories of people. In other words, three actions that on the day of judgment will cause the following things. Diabetic patient is told, eat cake or eat something sweet, your sugar is going to go up, this harm is going to happen. We take that seriously. Rasulullah says, do one of three things and what is going to happen on the day of judgment? لا يكلمهم الله Allah will not speak to you on the day of judgment Allah will not look at you Allah will not purify you ولهم عذاب أليم and you will have to face a terrible painful punishment Allah protect us قال فقرأها رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ثلاثة مرار أبو زر says Abu Zahram didn't just say this one time he said it one time then he said it a second time and then he said it a third time. Now look, for Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to have repeated this three times, ulama say, this draws attention to the severity of these crimes. Secondly, secondly, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is repeating something, like sometimes a father out of his compassion and concern and love for his child warns him about something. You know, by if you go certain place or you do certain thing, you come out certain time, this is the problem, this is what can happen. In other words, don't do it. Now, out of his love, if something is very dangerous or very harmful, what the parent will do? He won't tell you only one time. He'll remind you a second time, remind you a third time, sometimes remind, remind you a fourth time, so that you don't forget. In exactly the same way, this is the compassion of Rasulullah that, oh my ummah, Oh my Ummati, this is so harmful for you. Please don't do this. 
Otherwise, these are going to be the repercussions. Not one time. Qara'aha, Salatha Mirat, three times. Abu Zar, when he hears this, he is completely devastated. Shocked.